Okay, let's roll. Hi, I'm George Techmanchov here with Steve the Big Cat Anderson. It's time for another Eastern Target Archery podcast as the Berlin 2023 Hyundai World Archery Championship is underway. Literally, as we speak, the last couple ends of the compound qualification are being shot. And uh, Steve, we're going to talk about recurve first and then toward the end of the show as the final scores are racked up as uh, Korea and India are going at it hammer and tongue for the compound men right this second. Uh, we'll come back and pick that up. So this is, um, this is of course, the once every two year World Archery Championship. <clears throat> Last week, we mentioned to you the situation with the World Archery Congress and a show about that. That was episode 207, even though we thought it was 206. So this is 208, by the way, Steve, episode 208. episodes. They've led us on the air. Yeah. And, you know, um, the genesis of this show is tied directly to the World Archery Championship, our very first Eastern Target Archery podcast way back in Copenhagen in 2015, right? That was a good time. Copenhagen was a, was a lot of fun. Yeah, really enjoyed yeah. that. You and I worked the equipment repair booth at that World Championship, um, which was a service that uh, used to be offered at World Championships. I don't think they do that anymore. But um, the, the thing I remember best is you with your south african beef jerky the biltong biltong the air dried kind of not completely dried though right good biltong's not completely dried is it i don't know what it is and i don't ask the question but it's good they got a thing called wet biltong so i think that that's you know like the, the real connoisseurs they they like the wet style yeah i don't i don't want to think of it that way it's a low carb kind of thing yeah, I, I hear you. I get it. Anyway, <laughs> um, we've got the best teams from around the world. And of course, for the recurve side, there's a lot more at stake than normal uh, because it is, of course, coming into an Olympic year. And uh, this is the first time that the world gets together. You know, they've got Olympic slots available at places like European Championship, the Continental Championships. But this is the first time the world is going at it to try to get some of those Olympic slots. And besides um, individual slots, the real prize, Steve, is, of course, the team rounds, isn't it? Yes, uh, especially for, obviously, the recurvers right now. Um, yeah. The the real prize is the individual and always will be. This is an individual sport. But oh, yeah. for yeah. the recurvers, they're trying to get that Olympic slot. So it, it really matters this year. Yeah, I was strictly talking in terms of this Olympic thing. Of course, the world championship right. itself <laughs> is the ultimate prize beyond um you know, what happens in Paris next year for right now being world archery champion. I mean, you know, for Brady, uh, for example, when he won his world championship, he felt that that had every bit as much significance to him personally as his Olympic medals. And he's probably, <clears throat> you know, he, I mean, he's, he's probably not wrong. Like, you know, world champion is the title, right? Um, Absolutely. It, you know, you win an Olympic gold medal and you will, Obviously, that will trump your world championship title, but yeah, there's a there's a lot to be said. I think for a world championship and the outdoor target is the the granddaddy of them all. Well, as uh, as we predicted, Kim Woo Jin did really well in the qualifying round. Kim Woo Jin of Korea, number one with a bullet, um, six eighty eight, putting him five points up on the number two shooter from India, who's a fellow that I haven't seen before on the world circuit, Diraj Boma Divara. And then right after that, you've got the mustache. 
Marcus de Almeida was, uh, <laughs> was third. And Lee Woo Seok of Korea was fourth. Steve Weiler, shooting strong, fifth place. Uh, Kim Jidok, another one of our usual suspects that we expected to do well, did indeed do well. Sixth place. Brady Ellison was seventh. Shi Shangshou of, of the People's Republic of China was eighth. Tang Chi Chun of, of uh, Taiwan was ninth. And Meta Gazos, the Olympic champion of Tokyo, number 10. So uh, quite a few of our picks made it into the top 10, Steve. Yeah, none of the heavy favorites went really far down the list. Like, none of them really had a bad qualification round. There's yeah. there some of the better shooters that, you know, maybe didn't qualify as well. But the guys we were talking about in our prediction show a few episodes ago, they're all up at the top. You know, they're yeah. top 12, 15, thereabouts. Um, yeah. Brady's in there at seventh. We got uh, Florian Unruh, mm-hmm. mentioned, 13th. Mauro Nespoli, 14th. So, uh, yeah. Like you said, not too far out. John Charles Valadon of France was 20th. Takaharu Furukawa of Japan, 21st. And, and Yeah, there's, there's a, like we said, there's some other guys, you know, that are recognizable names further down the list. But the, the heavy favorites, they they all shot pretty well today. Pretty Ryan cool. Tyak making it into the top half of the bracket. He's my uh, my danger man there, you know. he's. Uh, Let's see your dark horse pick. That's right. He's my dark horse pick, and he's not in a bad spot. Um, we've also got... Uh, Jackson Mirich, the young guy from the United States, at his uh, debut World Championship, making it into the top 25, not a bad thing. And and yeah. just for perspective, you know, let's keep in mind, rarely does the number one, unless you're Kim Woojin, rarely does the number one go on to win the thing. So if you're in that top half of the bracket, your odds are pretty good. You're going to maybe get some bling on that podium. Might not be the top step, but it'll be a step. Yeah, it's not a there's nothing guaranteed from qualification, but you know, you want to be informed and shooting your best and carry that confidence, that's for sure. Yep, totally. That's uh, absolutely true. <clears throat> now the so I'm looking was... at the, the team results a little bit. The, yeah, the yeah. men's Let's... team um for the US, they qualified fifth. So there's some strategy in, in qualification. And I remember one year at the Bellic World Championships, twenty thirteen. Coach Lee had our third guy, the guy who was in third in qualification, he had him shoot a miss on purpose. And this is when they were still doing a full 1440. So they were at 30 meters. They could pretty well predict where the team standings were at. And yeah. he, had him take a, he had him take a miss to move them down and get them out of uh, out of the, the bracket. They didn't want to be yeah. in you. Yeah. Dangerous game. Dangerous game. Yeah. You know, it people is. have been – People have been playing that game since 1996 <clears throat> with various results. Sometimes um, I remember back in 96, our uh, team coach in the Olympic Games um, tried to get one of the American women to, I'm going to just say, throw an arrow. And she refused. <laughs> uh, she just refused to do it. Um, and um, it didn't work out great for the American women. If they had followed the strategy of the coach, if she had obeyed her orders, <laughs> could have been a different outcome. Yeah. At the same time, I think when you're in a sport like this, if you're the coach and you see that, I don't, one, I don't know that I'm a huge fan of it. I'm not. I get, I get the strategy. I'm just telling um, you flat out I'm not. I, I never yeah. thought it was a great thing. I'm just pointing out that, you know, as, as you started, it does happen. And uh, yeah. it's a dangerous sure. game. 
So I think if you're, if you want to play that game and you want to, I think you need to explain to the athletes the scenario ahead of time. And then it's up to them ultimately. And if they say, no, you have to, you know, you just have to be okay with that as a coach. They don't want to, they don't want to throw 10 points off the board or whatever. Then that's their choice as an individual in the sport. So anyhow, I don't want to linger on that for too long, but uh, what I'm seeing is, USA is sitting in fifth, the Germany fourth. So those two teams, assuming they reach the quarterfinals, are going to shoot against each other. And then the semis would be against likely Korea. Yeah. Um, so that's a tough road for for the U.S. team because Germany's very good. They and are. Obviously, you go up against Korea. And you need to be top three, right? You need to be right. on the podium to earn a po- uh, three Olympic slots. Correct. So, you know, I mean, the worst case scenario for the U.S. would be going out in one of the earlier rounds. But if they make it to the semifinals, let's say they lose against Korea, they could find themselves in the bronze medal match against the bottom half of the bracket, which is going to contain countries like China, Chinese Taipei, Turkey, Netherlands, um, Mexico has a chance in there. And um, let's see, Japan is in that bracket um australia is in that bracket people's republic of china potentially uh, yeah in that bracket so you know if i if i had to call that bracket let's uh let's just look at it number three was people's republic of china and their first uh, match is going to be against the winner of mongolia versus australia and that one's going to be a tough one because some of yeah. times mongolia can bring it and they've got two very experienced shooters in mongolia of course you've got ryan tayak um anchoring Australia, Australia. but you got two relatively new guys there. Then they're going to find themselves up against um let's see it could be Chinese Taipei versus the winner of Japan versus GBR. I'm giving that one to Japan, so it'll be Japan versus Chinese Taipei. I think the men from Japan can can win that one. Then I'm calling it's going to probably be China versus Japan uh and that's going to be in the quarterfinals and that one's going to be a tough one to call. A lot happening there. We'll have to address that as those go along as well. Yeah, it'll be later in the week. Um, your semifinals, yeah. calling it right now, though, I think you're going to see Japan or China versus Netherlands in the quarterfinals. And I think you're going to be seeing uh, Korea probably versus USA or Germany, maybe Italy, but probably USA or Germany for that semifinal for the recurve men. That's my prediction right now. Here's another little bit of analysis. The Korean recurve women as a team were 53 points ahead of second place. As is often the case for them. Yeah. It just happened. So many times you see these huge differences for the Korean women. Um, Obviously, well-prepared. You saw their preparation. I mean, there was just no question that they came to Berlin ready to go. Uh, With that said, though, interestingly, Alejandra Valencia was the number one um qualifier on raw score same score as second place lim sihyon kang che young is third and an san is fourth but valencia alejandra valencia of mexico had a uh a little more uh 10 plus x count so yep 10 counts 36 so she shot more eights yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but that's, that's how, where that yeah. uh that rule proposal was it comes into play but uh, you know that's neither here nor there yeah yeah. Alejandra, number one. Not a bad place to be. I didn't look down through, you know, that bracket's a little more, a little more volatile, shall we say, 
I agree. Then uh, the men's side, like you got some very good shooters who just didn't have a great qualification round, so they yes. could really mix it up in the in the individual brackets. We'll again, we'll have to follow that, but it's uh, it's a little bit more parity involved in yeah, that side. Individually, of could be really tricky. Now, um, I believe that. Alejandro Valencia is in a really good spot right now, bracket wise, because if you look at who is coming up against her in the top half of the women's individual bracket, I don't see anybody beating her unless there's a surprise from the shooter from the People's Republic of China, who was 20 something points lower than her in qualifying. I'm thinking Alejandra is probably going to make it all the way at least to the quarterfinals. And then uh, she finds herself up against very likely. I'm going to call it right now. Tomomi Sugimoto of Japan is uh, is who she'll likely find herself up against. And uh, we don't know what will happen there. If you look at the bottom half of the bracket, Penny Healy is in a good spot. Um, Casey Koffold. I'm going to say this right now. Casey Koffold, her first match is against Uruntungalag Bishindi, Uruntungalag of Mongolia. And that is a very experienced shooter. Um, if you look at her raw score, she's not anywhere near what Casey shot. However, she can be dangerous in set play. So uh, Casey's going to have to bring her A game. If she does get past, and probably will, but if she does get past her, then she looks like she could cruise pretty well to the uh, the one-eighth. However, the other blockers are potentially Michelle Kropen and Azusa Yamauchi of Japan. And uh, Ms. Yamauchi is also a really good shooter. Uh, again, another shooter whose qualifying score does not uh, show her real potential. Michelle was 12th. Um, Katharina Bauer was 13th and finds herself in a different bracket than her teammate. So um, in that bracket, she finds herself in a position where she'll be up against some shooters that she can easily beat if she's on her game. Um, if you look at the next bracket, you got Kang Che Young, Kang the Destroyer. There's nobody that's going to stop her if she is healthy and shooting well in that bracket. And um, she'll find herself up against other people by the time she gets to the one eighth that she can beat easily. I'm calling it right now. Miss Kang is going to be your world champion if, uh, if there are no roadblocks. Okay. That's uh that's your prediction. I'm going to go with that. It's a bold prediction. It's a bold prediction, but it's a prediction. I don't know if Kang Che Young is a bold prediction. No, it's probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. you could be seeing a situation with Lim Si Hyun, who was ranked second in the qualifying round by the time it gets out to the semifinals, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable calling Miss Kang. Let's look at the team round for the, uh, for the situation for the recurve women. And if we look at the teams, Steve, you made an observation this morning um, when we were texting back and forth about the preliminary results that I think is important to note, and that is the American women are shooting at some of their best level in quite a long time. As a whole, yeah, their their uh, one through three is pretty solid right now. Yeah, I mean they're eleventh at the moment in the uh, in the in the ranking. You got Korea number one, People's Republic of China number two, and remember we talked about China as being kind of an unknown quantity. Well. They're showing what they can do. Um, mind you, they're they're 53 points behind Korea as a team. But um, five points behind them is Germany. Then you got Ukraine, 
which is a remarkable thing when you consider the training situation with the Ukraine athletes. Um, that's that's really pretty solid finish right there. Anastasia Pavlova, Veronika Marchenko, and Solomia Hnep of Ukraine are fourth, and they're ahead of Italy. Right behind Italy is Chinese Taipei, and you got Mexico, France, GBR, Japan, and USA. Netherlands rounding out the top 12. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that is, it's interesting. You know, who we're not seeing in there, uh, and and I would have expected better, is I, I honestly would have expected a better performance from the team of Turkey. And uh, we didn't see it. It's 23rd for Turkey. So uh, maybe they're kind of in a rebuilding phase right now. You notice that um, Yasmin Anagats is not on the team. Yeah, I did notice that. I'm not sure any of the circumstances or qualifications or any of that. But yeah, no idea. But um, it's interesting that just a note, noteworthy issue there. So for the recurve women, um, when you look at the team round and those all-important Olympic slots, only three of those available. You know, Korea is going to be facing the winner of Indonesia versus Denmark. And uh, then they'll probably be up against either, Fr yeah, France probably, or GBR, you know, in that one-eighth elimination round. Um, so I, I should say in the quarter finals. Uh, the next bracket's got Italy preceded, so they'll be up against, uh, in the one-eighth, either Brazil or Netherlands. Hard call on that one, I'm going to say Netherlands, probably. I mean, they're ranked real close to each other. Brazil 18th, Netherlands 19th. Then they got India versus Kazakhstan. We'll see what happens there. Uh, one of those is going to come up against Ukraine. I think Ukraine is is showing with their fourth place seed that they're doing really well right now. Next bracket's got Germany preceded. They're up against either Greece or Spain, probably probably Spain. Um, that's the bracket that's got USA in it. USA's got to get past Georgia. USA 11th, Georgia ranked 22nd. Um, they're going to find themselves up against Chinese Taipei. If USA gets past Georgia, they'll be up against number six Chinese Taipei. If they get past Chinese Taipei, which quite frankly is going to be difficult, then they're going to be up against Germany. Again, difficult. But if they survive, then they find themselves probably up against Mexico or Japan. And then who knows what will happen. And then you got China in that bracket as well. So not an easy, not an easy road to the podium for the United States women, Steve. No, and it never was going to be. It really doesn't matter anymore. There's enough strength throughout the nations that it kind of doesn't matter what bracket you're on. You better just come and shoot as good as you're capable of. And and um, that's also going to require some luck from the other side. You know, you can shoot really well and lose in, yeah. in our group today. And that's uh, that's one of the tough things about it. But, yeah, Another we'll see what they can do. I'm excited to watch the, the recurve team rounds play out. Uh, looks like we got compound individual has wrapped up, correct? Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, let's just go through the recurve mixed team because that's another slot opportunity. You've got uh, Korea number one, Mexico number two, China number three, India. Fifth place is the USA. It's the old standby team of Casey and Brady. Germany, Chinese Taipei, France, Spain, and GBR rounding out the top 10. So... That could be an interesting opportunity. Looking at a situation with the recurve mixed teams where the brackets are currently showing, um, you know, obviously Korea's got a buy. They're going to be up against uh, Ukraine, probably, or Brazil. Um, 
you know, the, the ranking of those two teams, um, 17th and 16th. So they're pretty evenly matched. After that, they're probably going to be up against, I'm going to call France to take them to the quarterfinals. I think Korea is going to win this thing, honestly. But they've got to beat probably USA or Italy in the semifinal. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then the other half of the bracket for the gold medal mixed recurve teams, India and China. I'm looking at, let's see here. You got Czech Republic versus Japan. So it's going to be China versus Japan, probably. And then it'll be Germany versus probably Netherlands. And then it'll be probably China or Japan versus Germany. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Chinese Taipei is in the bottom half of the bracket. They're going to be up against probably GBR. And then you've got uh, Turkey probably will be up against Mexico. I'm calling it as Chinese Taipei versus Mexico when that all rolls out, Steve. And we'll see in the next couple of days that match will take place tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon in Germany. So we'll have that result coming up. Let's talk about Going the right into it every day. A lot of action every day. So uh, compounds are next. Um, where do you want to start? I, I Let's start with the compound women. Ladies first. All right. Ladies first. It is qualifying round. Number one, the GOAT, Sarah Lopez with a 702 to take first place with her uh, nice new purple Hoyt bow. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's what made the difference. Yeah. Jyothi you know. uh, Venom of India, second by one point. And if we look at X count, Jyothi brought it on X count, didn't she? She did. Really throwing down, well, 23 X's. I mean, I don't know if that's bringing it, but I think they were in tough conditions today. Yes, so clearly. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, yeah. you know, lots of 10s for Sarah, not so many X's. Um, lots of X's for Jothi, but that kind of indicates that maybe she had a uh, an arrow out in the, uh, out in the soup. Uh, Daphne Quintero of Mexico is third. Sofia Pites of um, El Salvador uh, is fourth. And she's been training, of course, with our good friend Roberto. Um, they trained at my house for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So uh, clearly something in the Anderson water helping Sophia. <laughs> of, uh, my, dog. She, yeah. my dog really likes her. So, okay. Well, that says something, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that you have a discriminated, you have a discriminating dog. Your dog is very capable <laughs> of figuring out good versus bad. And <laughs> if your dog likes Sophia, then you know that, uh, you know, well, He's not too discriminating about he first he thinks everyone's his friend and then second he, he uh, just really likes anyone who will you know scratch an ear for 30 seconds so and bring treats but, yeah so yeah. one of Korea top 10 uh, ticking off one of the boxes for team Korea trying to trying to do well but um you know uh, not not exactly I mean this is this is rarefied air this is a tough tough group of of women shooting here and uh we're seeing somebody in gbr whose name is not ella gibson in the top 10 and that's isabel carpenter yeah izzy european champion last year yeah birthday girl alexis ruiz of the united states just celebrating her uh i think 25th or 6th birthday i think um she is eighth tied with isabel carpenter and then you've got um maria Skolna of luxembourg um, who's uh, also an archery shop operator. 
in uh, Luxembourg. They've got Luxarc over there. Maria shooting really well. That's that's one of the best finishes I've seen for her, or you know, qualifications I've seen for her in a while. Tenth uh, place. Right behind there is Alejandra Yusquiano of Colombia, a real stalwart for the Colombian team. Ella Gibson, twelfth, and then um, let's see, Lisel Jatma of Estonia, fourteenth. Oyu Hyun of Korea, fifteenth. Andrea Becerra of Mexico, sixteenth. Any other standouts? Yeah. Uh, no, but what I'm noticing is there's obviously the second half was much tougher conditions, which is often is the true. case. Yep. You know, I'm just looking at scores. You know, yep. one girl, 350 the first half, 330 the second half. I checked. She did have a miss, but, you know, take that away. She's still 10 points off pace. There, Nikki, there are yeah. a few exceptions, but by and large, it looks like the second half was probably six to eight points tougher on most people. Yep. A lot of very experienced shooters finishing behind Lico Areola, who's got her first – it's her debut at a world uh, – at a senior world championship. Lico 34th right now with a 679. Um, some other names uh, that come to mind right away. Marcella Tonioli, world champion from Italy, 44th. And uh, Sarah Priel's 51st. We're looking at um, quite a few shooters that we might have expected somewhat higher scores from. Uh, didn't make it into the top uh, 50 let's say so you know i mean i think you're right i think the conditions they can really mess with you especially if you're a back tension shooter the brackets working out um interestingly for the compounds i think berlin is a windy place yeah we're uh we're actually going to have um the next pass for the compound women on a uh, individual basis going to edit this gap hang on okay i still have, dean hasn't replied to me about yeah and i got way too many open tabs compound team eliminations are tomorrow at 1500 individual is thursday so so the compound teams will take to the field on uh wednesday tomorrow as we speak and then uh, individual eliminations for the compounds will be thursday so you know, the weather in Berlin, it's going to be mixed. We're going to be seeing some wind and we're going to be seeing some uh, potential rain. Um, so, you know, not not a big surprise for Northern Europe at this time of year. No, it's, you know, which is what it is. You're going to deal with conditions. You know, that uh, seems to be kind of commonplace in a lot of the world championships we've had as of recent. Your mixed teams for the compound. You've got Korea in the top three, which is one of their goals. India is number one, Colombia second, uh, Korea third, El Salvador fourth, Roberto and Sofia shooting together for the mixed team. Sane Delat and Mike Schlusser of Netherlands shooting fifth. Daphne Quintero and Sebastian Garcia of Mexico will be sixth. Then you got Estonia, Poland, Alexis Ruiz and Sawyer Sullivan of the United States will be representing. They're at eighth right now. Not a bad place to be. Eighth is, is, uh, is kind of okay from a bracketing standpoint. I mean, you get number one pretty quick off the jump, but that's, yeah. again, everyone's pretty good right now, so it doesn't really matter. Shoot it's your best. Matter. Yeah, momentum. Hope. Let's talk about the compound men qualifying round. Compound men qualifying, yes. Emirzan Hani of Turkey was number one by four. Are you sure that's how it's pronounced? Uh, the first name I've got correct. I don't know about the family name. The first name looks like 
American a little bit. Mirtan is how you'd say it. He's American. Yeah, but if it were if it were actually spelled out, you'd see the little uh, attachment to the C that the uh, PDF document doesn't seem to have in it. <laughs> Mirtan. Mirtan. Okay, yeah. fine. He's not American. He's not American. But you're right. It kind of looks like. It doesn't look any more like American than Mete looks like meat, but <laughs> oh, the Turks meat are gonna those. the Turks are gonna be angry at us. All right, Mike Schlusser of uh, Netherlands. The uh, you know just what can you say? He shot really well, just didn't shoot as well as his opponent from Turkey. <laughs> this is this seven oh five is like the worst score I've seen from Mike in a long time, and it was still tells you a lot about the weather, yeah. What's I mean, that? We've only got twelve shooters up up above seven hundred. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty low for. Yeah. It shows what the conditions were, you know. Exactly and, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's mm -hmm. uh, it's always interesting to see, like, oh, Mike only shot seven hundred five. It must have been terrible out there. So if we look at the top eighteen, I got to. I have to confess that I only recognize about half the field in terms of the the guys that are out there. Right. You got. Uh, Przemysław Konechi of Poland, third. Then you got Kim Jong-ho of Korea, fourth. Nico Wiener, the reigning world champion, the defending world champion, is fifth. Then you got Ojas Deotale of India, who I think we've only seen once before. I don't know that I've ever seen him. You got Matthias Fullerton of Denmark, seventh. You got Lukacs Przebilski of Poland, eighth. Then we got a guy who's kind of been on a on a roll this season. It's Joseph Bozanski of uh, Slovakia, who is ninth. Robin Yatma of Estonia, who we often have seen doing great things indoors and also outdoors, tenth. Roberto Hernandez from El Salvador is eleventh. Brandon Hawes from Australia, who I don't know, is twelfth. Tore Bjornsson of Denmark is thirteenth. Again, another guy that we don't see too often. Prathamesh Jokar of India, who we've seen a couple of times this season, is 14th. Yang Jaewon of Korea is 15th. And Damagoy Budin is uh, 16th. Some of the guys that might have expected to have been a little higher, probably dealing with the weather. Does it matter? We'll find out. Abhishek Virma is 29th. Chris Schaff is 24th. You know, Sawyer Sullivan from the USA, 21st. Yeah, you can. Will it, will it matter? You know? And look down the list, like uh, Nico Girard, a guy who could win. You know, oh, obviously yeah. he had he had one end. He may have just gotten totally jacked by the wind. You know, he shot a fifty. Yep. Um, you know, he opens with a three fifty and closes with a three thirty six. So uh, here's an interesting one: Jean Philippe Bouche of France, sixty yep, eight. One of the better shooters if it's if it's calm weather. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why he's so strong indoors. But uh -huh. uh, this obviously. Obviously, uh, showing the results of what happened outdoors to him, he he had a rough rough time, no question about that. What's uh, the cut at for this? Do they cut at one oh four? One oh four. One oh four. Yeah, uh, you needed a six sixty seven to make the cut. There aren't any really big names that are down in the uh, dangling section here. Uh, no, you know so. Um, I, I'd say the lowest shooter that we would have expected to have done better is um, 
Oh, our buddy Seppi is in here. He's 80th. Um, I would have expected, I, I think, J.P. Bolsh. I would have expected him to have done better uh, if you had to pick a name. Yeah, and I it, it's got to just be condition based, you know. But yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of people who I know are 700 capable who got tore up by this win. So yeah. I'm looking at it like, man, they must have. You don't know what the situation was because sometimes you can be on one end of the field versus the other, and it can make a huge difference. You know, I just don't know. But I look at scores and I see people open up with, you know, a, a decent round. And then be twenty points lower the second half, and it's like, all right, they got they got hammered a little bit by some wind, and they probably probably gave them a little bit of anticipation and rattled them a little bit, and their yeah, their week is so, probably over unless they figure it out real quick tomorrow. Compound brackets have just been uploaded by Ian Seo, so let's have a quick look at that. We've got Korea preceded, yeah, they are preceding by the way. So Korea is preceded, um, and they're going to be up against the winner of either South Africa or Israel. Um, I can't call that one because they're ranked 17th and 16th respectively and no idea who's going to win that one. Israel will win that one. It'd be cool if it happened just because of our buddy guy. But <laughs> All right. So let's see about that. We'll see, uh, you know, Austria is preceded against uh, probably Italy or Canada. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going back. Sorry. You said Israel and South Africa. Yeah. I'm going South Africa. Sorry. Well, you got Seppi on there. Uh, yeah, Seppi, uh, Patrick Rue. I Patrick don't know the third, but yeah, those guys are gamers. And yeah. if it's uh, if it's windy, especially, I think Patrick is very strong in the wind. So I'm going South Africa. I'm taking back that. I I blew that call initially. It's all good, you know. Again, maybe we'll be surprised. Their match takes place tomorrow in the afternoon in Germany at uh, 4:15. So we'll see by then. In the meantime, you've got, uh, I'm going to say Austria is probably going to be up against, I'm going to say Italy. And then uh, they'll find themselves up against Korea. So we'll see what happens there. Austria, of course, containing uh, the reigning world champion, Nico Wiener. And uh, now Poland, which ranked fifth, is going to find themselves up against either El Salvador or Sweden. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah, this team round... The winner is going to be determined in the semifinal between Denmark and India. Okay. That's whoever wins that wins this. USA is going to find themselves up against Netherlands or Slovakia. Boy, that's a tough one. I think Netherlands versus USA. Call it, Steve. What do you think? USA, probably. Okay. If that happens, they'll be up against probably India or France. So we'll see. Colombia is going to probably be up against Slovenia, I'm going to say. Uh, Slovenia versus GBR in the first pass. I'm thinking probably Slovenia is going to take that. GBR ranked 23rd, Slovenia ranked 10th. Unless there's an upset, it's going to be Colombia versus Slovenia. And then you got Denmark versus Mexico or Australia. I'm going to say right now Mexico is going to beat Australia. So you're going to see Denmark versus Mexico. What do you think about the outcome of that one? You say Denmark and Mexico? Mm -hmm. Yep. Denmark. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Denmark or Denmark or India is going to win this whole thing. So. Okay. Steve called it. Denmark or India is going to win the whole thing. You don't think Korea is going to take it uh, any further? I think Denmark or India, or India are going to win this whole thing. 
they're doing this again where it's like the top eight in individuals will they'll shoot the quarterfinals at the final venue right. correct correct yeah all right that's that's always kind of fun it's kind of well, interesting, yeah, it's, a, it's you know? a better show for the spectators that's for sure sure and uh you know we'll have uh by the way there's an easton booth if you're if you're listening to this and you're at the world championship stop by the easton booth say hi to tyson who's going to be there um and steve you you guys have got uh a Hoyt booth going right now. You got uh, Tom Driffle and uh, Douglas Denton in Berlin. And so yeah, we're doing a little promotion with JVD. So if you're going to be in Berlin, you're going to go by. Yeah, you have a chance to win a bow. Let's call the individual winners. Compound women. Call it, Steve. Who do you think? Compound women. Let me look at this. Let me get a bracket pulled up here. That's. Uh, I mean, my my instinct is to. Just call it as Sarah Lopez, right? Mine but too. mine too. Let me go take a, a quick peek. Do you, okay, while you take that deep dive into the compound women's individual bracket, uh, Sarah's me... gonna, and yeah, she's got a good path to the final. In yeah. fact, I think it'll be Sarah and Jothi again. Okay, I could see, let me see here. It looks, I could see Ella Gibson in there for sure. Yeah, I think Ella Gibson's on the same side as. Uh, Jyothi, she's on bottom half of the bracket. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where things could end up. Uh, Dark Horse, someone who's not in the top 16, Miri Marita Paz. I could don't be. know that I said that right. Um, Lico Ariola. We'll just see what the conditions bring. Mike Schlosser out of the bottom half. Yeah. Mike Schlosser or Roberto Hernandez out of the bottom half of the bracket. Uh, Matthias Fullerton will be in there and yep. top half it'll be Mike versus Matthias for the quarterfinal that's the yep. safe call top, top half, half the fellow from India Mr. Del Tale is in a pretty good situation here I think that he's going to find himself up against maybe uh, you know the unknown quantity right Przemysla Konecki of Poland is an unknown quantity. Joseph Bosanski is going to have a good chance. You think, think Miguel Fonseca uh, from Mexico uh, can come back from his uh, relatively poor qualification? He's sure. But I don't, you don't know, you know, when that's that bad in qualification, it's hard to, you have to hope that it just clicks the next day. There's almost yeah really hard to bring out of it and then you need to wake up and feel like you're in a different place almost so like if you show up and the weather is similar it's just going to be bad memory yeah so you know what'll help of course is the fact that there's a team round tomorrow and they don't shoot till day after tomorrow mm, yeah that, that will help hopefully get things back on track yeah yeah i'm looking at this uh at this bracket here the whole thing and there's there's yeah. not a there's not a clear path it's Agreed. just Everyone's mixed in. I mean, you got like Chris Schaff in 24th and, you know, it just, it throws a, a loop into everything. I agree. So, I think the I men's no... bracket is a, is a, is a soup of uh, uncertainty. Yeah. And, and I, I know who the talented shooters are. Sure. But you don't know where a guy's form is. A guy can go and shoot a really good first half and then start to come undone a second half if conditions are changing and it just, just kind of wrecks them for the rest of the week. So 
Yeah, I've got no obvious call on that. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I believe that uh, we've seen too much mixture in the qualifying round to say anybody has a definitive path to victory for the compound men, which means, of course, it'll be the most entertaining thing to see because, you know, it's always fun to see people that you don't expect to win bring it to the podium. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyhow, compound mixed teams. Qualification round had India number one, Colombia number two, and Korea number three. Pretty impressive. So if we look at the bracket for the mixed teams for the compounds, I am right now telling you that your world champion mixed team is going to be either Korea, Colombia, India, or El Salvador. It all depends. I'm going to go with El Salvador. I'm, I'm picking my homies. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking Korea could do very well here. I'm thinking that Colombia could do really well here. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. With one. And the gold final for that one, of course, is on the fourth. And um, so the next time we see that mixed team shoot down situation is tomorrow, the 2nd of August. Uh, you know, what's clear is just like many other world championships, weather is absolutely a factor. The teams have come prepared. Compound men, we're seeing names we have not seen much before. Could be even be, you know, kind of a, a continuing result of all that pandemic downtime. We're seeing people coming out that we haven't seen, you know, have been working hard behind the scenes and boom, here they are. Uh, picking the best possible time to show what they can do, coming into the world championship in Berlin and making it happen. And that's how these things often go. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. There's uh there's just so many unknowns. I wish we were there. I would have had a better picture of what's taking place, but yeah, we'll, well, we'll pay attention from here, do our best. Yeah. Wednesday, uh, the 2nd of August, you've got recurve team elimination, mixed team eliminations and compound team eliminations. Thursday, you've got recurve and compound individual eliminations. Um, the action really starts getting important on Friday when the first of the medals are going to be decided. You've got the bronze compound women's team medal on Friday, the gold compound women's team medal on Friday, same for the compound men and for the mixed teams. And then you've got your recurve finals also taking place on Friday. Saturday is going to be your uh, individual finals, and that's going to take it all the way to the semis and then the gold medals. So Saturday is compound day. Sunday is recurve finals day for the men and the women. And uh, all the action is going to be continuing to be carried on Ianseo, I-A-N-S-E-O. You can actually get live results from them. If you're in Europe, uh, there's going to be some television available here in the U.S. There's going to be some stuff on the Olympic Channel for those finals. So, Steve, any closing thoughts as we uh, wrap up this mini podcast? No, I have no closing thoughts. I'm interested to keep this going and see how it plays out so steve what do you think arnold would say right now Hasta la vista, baby